Sean Serino back again with another Sean Talks. Sean Talks 13. Been 13 episodes thus far. I had a wonderful amount of guests that joined in. A lot of people was trying to beat the GOAT, but I feel like nobody didn't beat me. Some people did say that they was able to compete with the GOAT, but I don't know. I had some wonderful guests. Shout out for everybody that had joined. You had guys like Antor. You had guys like Sed. You had my other guy like Perry. Then you had my other guy, Coach Jet. Now, I want you to introduce one of my closest friends that I knew since Westchester. We went to the same school. We, you know, we, we battle it out all the time. But when it comes down to Philadelphia sports, we have a huge passion and we have a huge love for it. I want to introduce my guy. His name is Ish. And I want him to join in and have a good talk. First thing first, bro, I want you to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about what do you do and what is your passion when it comes down to sports? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Appreciate you for having me, man. I see what you've been doing on so far this season. I just want to say congrats, bro. Thank I like you. the player from a lot. I like what you're doing, man. Just keep going for sure. For those who may not know me, my name is Ishmael Karoma. Right now, I'm currently at Westchester University, as you said. That's where I met Sean. Met yeah, all of my other names there, for sure. Um, I'm a computer science student. I'm in my last semester, so hopefully everything goes well in May. I'll be walking across that stage, man. Congrats, congrats. Congrats, congrats, man. Well, listen, I'm excited, and uh, I'm happy that you was willing to join because I'm going to tell everybody, the people that doesn't know, when it comes down to sports talk, I talk to Ish so much about when it comes down to Philly and everything, and we just be talking endless amount of so much stuff that was going on in Philly. I just feel like this is the proper time to now put it on. We got the All-Star game coming, and then we got this big new trade where we got the guy James Harden to come and play in Philly. So the first thing I just want us to focus on, let's 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 focus on what's going on right now. Let's talk about the All-Star game. So far, how do you feel about this All-Star weekend? Uh, well, regarding yesterday, the dunk contest, that's probably, like, the worst contest I've ever seen, man. That's, that shit was horrible, dog. Why, why you say um, that? Uh, just, like, the contestants missing their first dunks, like, consistently. The special dunks they, they tried to create wasn't nothing spectacular. It wasn't no star power, like, none. Even the crowd wasn't in, into it, like. You seen little Baby was on his phone, even though he a rapper, but crowd was booing Shaq. Shaq was out of it. Kenny Smith and D Wade, they were just bending on the contestant like the whole the whole round and all that. So I don't know what the NBA gotta do, but the dunk contest has been it has been lackluster for like the past few years. Since probably Lavina on um, Eric Gordon when he put on that amazing show. So I feel like they gotta switch that up. No. Hopefully the All Star game is co- competitive tonight. I hope so too. Something. No, and uh, yeah, going off of what you were saying with the whole All-Star game and the whole All-Star weekend, like, I think that it was okay. I mean, shout out to guys that had won, like, Cat, and then shout out to Obi Toppin that had won, you know, the festivities, and also Team Cavs for winning the skill challenge. 
to me personally, like I see how the NBA is trying to interwind a new different atmosphere, a whole new different environment when it comes down to like, you know, bringing in that excitement that a lot of people don't really know too much. Now, going off of that slam dunk contest, I completely agree with you. It was to me a little hard to watch because you would think that these guys will practice enough and would do more than what they're supposed to do. Now, the only thing I can definitely give about that is that they brought in guys that a lot of people don't know. Yes, we're used to the seeing the traditional big names, the superstars. Now we're they're giving the younger guys more opportunities. Like we saw guys like Cole Anthony Duncan and some butters. You feel me? Like these these are new things that we ain't never seen before. And now like since we're able to really see like a new twist where so many young guys are getting their their what I call like their their chance to really prove themselves to be the next whatever and the next top player, I definitely got to say that it's a great input. But when you look at it, when it comes down to the dynamics of the All-Star Weekend, you could tell, bro, nobody's not really taking this shit seriously. They don't want to take it seriously. Like, you got guys that's going to get hurt. You know, they don't want to play too much full force. Like, it's when I look at the celebrity and I look at the NBA All-Star Weekends, I look at it as like a celebrity convention. You know, all the big names. You got Lil Baby, like you said, Gunna, all these other well-known, successful entertainers, you know, at these events. Most of the times, they they willing to turn up. You know, most of the people are just going to go to the clubs, go to the parties. Nobody don't want to be all fucked up and injured and, you know, just doing all the crazy stuff. Even though that's what we pay to see and that's what we love to see. But I just think that nobody don't really want to take that full force on putting themselves to the next level. Do you feel like the All-Star weekend and just the All-Star like festivities in general is less competitive than how it was in before or do you feel like you know the players are now trying to savor themselves or that the amount of like opportunities that they have to do now it changes because you know we was able to see stuff that we ain't never see a long time ago but since so many years have went by a lot of the stuff is still the same do you feel like they people are running out of materials or do you feel like they just getting lazy? That's a good question. Regarding the dunk competition, I'll probably say people are uh, they're running out of material because like like say um if Jalen Green did the dunk that um I forgot he did like some type of windmill or under the legs type dunk. Mm-hmm. If he did that like ten years ago, it would go crazy. It would get hands down to fifty and all that. So it'll just get harder to to, um, to top the past potentials and all that. But regarding the competition, I feel like the, this new generation this is like all for social media, all for like, it's like too cool for school sometimes, you feel me? Like everybody just trying to get the bitches and all that, trying to look good. I feel like the lights were too bright for some of the stars, some of the um, contestants last night. No, I agree. And, and regarding, like, the All-Star game and the competition, I agree, like, you don't want to go full out and get hurt and mess up your team's chances for the playoffs or the finals because everybody has one goal is to make it to the championship. Nobody really cares about the, the All-Star game or the MVP and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like 10 years ago, you just had too many dogs. Like, you had AI, Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan. Like, those guys, no matter where they at, what, what, like, if they're on the court, they're going to give it their all. They're like, they, they want to win, basically. 
with this generation, everybody, I feel like it's like a lot. Everybody's friendly, if that makes sense. No, and I agree with you because, like, even when you watch it during a regular game and throughout the season, like, you see guys dapping each other up, laughing, giggling in the middle of a game while they're competing against each other. And, uh, yes, I I definitely can say that they have taken away of the fact that, you know, you don't see the same type of driven that they want to succeed or just want to win. Like, you lose that atmosphere because a lot of people are going to say, like, oh, you're being, you know, an asshole or – you're you're being a dick because now like I just want to play and I just want to have a good time and you know it's not just me rubbing it in your face it's just us enjoying basketball but you lose that overall competitiveness you know you lose that drive you lose that driven that you want to push yourself and want to like get your team to win championships like now people are are cool with not making it to the playoffs people are cool with being second place people are cool with just losing like and and sometimes it lose that completely that that atmosphere that everyone wants know about when they look at the dynamics of the basketball and look at the nba like you lose that driven you lose that force and i can definitely say that looking at the all-star game and looking at the festivities and just just watching how like guys like obi Toppin, like when he he saw that you know the guy from the Thunder. I'm, I'm, I'm no, actually no. The guy from the Warriors. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. What's his name again, bro? Uh, Juan Toscano. Tas- yeah, yeah. Juan Toscano. Like you remember when he was trying his best to do that crazy dunk, and this was like the last dunk of the finals, and he didn't do it, and he messed up. You saw Obi Toppin when he got his time. He just did that. Yes, it was a good looking dunk. It was kind of tough, but I'm going to be real with you. It was the same shit that he did on his previous final dunk. And I just think that he just don't he, – he already knew he won, and that's the part that I just don't like about it. Like, sometimes you want to keep that overall competitiveness. Like, you're entertaining the crowd. You're not just trying to just be superior. Like, you're also got to put on a show. And if you're not putting on a well-deserving show, nobody's not going to like watching – the slam dunk contest like the slam dunk contest been shitty for decades now and a lot of people has been beating it up and knocking it down and now you see more excitement goes to other things like the three-point shootout and then you see how they try to incorporate more different skill sets in the skill challenge and you see how more people are gravitating towards that you know and looking at the celebrity all-star games you know like more people are not really focusing on you know just the overall the competitiveness like i i say like they look at the pretty shit and like you said bro like when you see it they do it a lot for fame they do it a lot for the attention and when i look at the celebrity all-star game it's just so much full of celebrities and try to be cool and you don't want to make yourself seem like you you're doing too much you just want to be on that chill shit and i feel like that's what the issue is that's going on because you lose the the overall competitiveness. Like at the end of the day, if I want to win something, I'm gonna give you my all. And even if I know I have a great shot of winning, I'm still gonna try to put on a show because people are paying to see me. You know, you feel me? Like I don't want to do that shit on my own. You feel me? Like I want people to understand that I'm here to put on a great show. I want to. 
I want people to keep coming back. I don't want people to say like, yeah. yeah, that shit was ass. Like how you just sat there and said <laughs> the slam dunk contest was kind of shitty. You feel me? Like that right there. If I was one of those guys like Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, and all of them, and Cole Anthony, I would be hurt because I'm like, yo, yeah, like, yeah, I want to put, I want to put on a show. Like, you are, you're, you're a fan. You want to see this shit. You want to see good shows. You want to be entertained. And if I'm not entertaining you, fuck winning the championship. Fuck winning the title. I lost because you know the overall effects is me giving you what you want. You feel me? Like, I want you to be entertained. I want you to be like, yo, bro, this shit was hot. You feel me? Like, I like all of it. But I think a lot of them, a lot of the young guys, and that's the only thing about it. Like, when you get a lot of young guys in here, you get the new age and how social media is such a, a big thing now. A lot of people are not really taking it too seriously. But you see how social media has a huge effect on everybody in the NBA. Definitely. Like, after I feel like after every game, a player probably posted like a uh, post on the gram, like the um, pregame fit, postgame fit, highlights of the game, or something like that. I know Ben Simmons was a was a big big person that did that while he was here in Philly. I don't know if he's gonna do it now, regarding like until he gets um, mentally healthy and all that. But that's how you see it. The most of the stars, man, they just care they care about the fame and all that. I feel like it could it could have been a balance. You feel me? Because like. You're not only putting on for the fans, you can put on like get a bigger name yourself, like Levine and Eric Gordon. And, like after that dunk competition, their name went up. It was basically in the history books. Like everybody refers to that as the greatest dunk competition. Like oh yeah, Eric Gordon and Levine, they did that. Like once you think of the dunk competition, you probably think of that now. Now like Vince Carter and, and all that. No cap. And and speaking of how you brought up this this guy named Ben Simmons and. You know, I just want to twist it on to the next topic because this this is the shit that I really wanted to talk about, but I just wanted to bring up a little bit about the All-Star <laughs> game. But let's talk about what just happened last well, almost two weeks ago, you know, where we actually had gotten a trade, and uh, this whole Ben Dilemma situation has finally been concluded. And uh, just not too long ago, we wound up acquiring James Harden for – Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and two first-round picks. And we got James Harden and Paul Millsap. Overall, bro, how do you feel about that trade? Do you feel – who do you think won the trade? And do you think that was this the suitable trade? Man, overall, I'm happy. Like, as you can, say, as you can, tell, you can tell the the audience, like, we've been talking about potential Ben trade, like, from the beginning of the season. I remember hearing you. Just asking, like, yo, he think it's going to happen? I don't know what more he's doing, man. I feel like he he wasting MB prime. Like, MB might be, like, another AI. Might not have the time to, around him to win. So, regarding who 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 won the trade, I feel like it's a win-win. Like, MB finally has his sidekick. He finally has a true Robin, somebody who will finally show up in the playoff that can help elevate his game, help elevate um, his teammates around him. So, Regarding the Nets, I feel like the Nets won too. As long as Ben plays to his potential, they can they can be all right. They got another shooter. They got finally got a suitable big and drummer. He can protect the the paint a little bit, get the rebounds. He averages like twelve, fourteen rebounds when he actually starts the game. Mm-hmm. And Harden, Harden won it out, so it's like they had no choice. Harden was either gonna slide here, he was either gonna get traded before the trade deadline, or he's gonna slide in free agency. Like 
he said to himself, like, Philly was his first choice. Uh, that's with the connections with Mari uh, as a GM. I think Ted Brown is the CEO. Mm-hmm. He refers to him as a father figure. You got Michael Rubin. You got Meek. You got Uzi. Like, all around. So, I like, guess it's a good fit. No. How, how you feel about the trade? Uh, me, personally, I think it was, like you said, it was even. I think that it was one of the best even trades that I've ever seen. Um, some people will say that we gave up too much, which I completely disagree. Because, one, yeah, I don't get that, bro. I'm about to, I'm about never to, gonna suit up. Exactly. Go and ahead, and this is the shit that I wanted. No, no, no. I, you fine, bro. But this is the shit I wanted to say. Like, how, how the hell are you going to say that we gave up too much? Some people are going to say we gave up two draft picks. But now I'm about to hit people with some real shit. When did the Sixers had actually drafted a really good player after Embiid? Probably the last person is Maxi and um and Maxi, Maxi was a was a good player. Thibel is a solid. He's, a he's he he's a solid role player, and then yeah. Maxi he's a good player. But when I mean drafting, like Philly is known for drafting subpar or shitty players, and once in a while we might rarely get occasions where we can get ourselves a decent player. Like we love we love Maxi. But you see, Maxi sometimes got his limitations. We love Thibault, and we know he got limitations. So when it comes down to our drafting, we we miss up on so many talented players multiple times. You know, especially with the whole Markel folks, where we messed up on getting Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and De'Aaron Fox. Like we miss so many great players. So when we trade those two first round picks, because I think that's what a lot of people are feeling a little bit, you know, edgy about. I think that that was an even trade because, one, first thing first, we don't draft well. And then on top of that, Daryl Morey is known for not drafting well also. You know, you see what he was doing with the Rockets. Like, he was just kept giving up his first-round picks multiple times, and then he was just trying to bring in big names. Like, you see what he did when he got Russell Westbrook. You see what he did when he got Chris Paul. Daryl Morey make it known that he's not drafting no young talent. You feel me? So he's always looking to get big name players as much as possible. So to me personally, it was a good decision. Drummond, Seth Curry, yes, I think Drummond was a good player that we could have kept. But like you said, bro, Ben was not suiting up. We have to give up some type of value. People were going to play in poker face all season with us. Like they know Ben Simmons is good. Nobody in the league is not going to sit there and say Ben Simmons is a bad player. It's just that no one wasn't going to just trade just strictly for Ben Simmons when they know that we're desperate. You got to remember, we were the desperate team. We were the ones that was, you know, edging teams to get rid of somebody so we can give give them Ben. Like, and we, we were trying to. Like, we, we were trying to build his trade value up as best as we can, but we couldn't because he wasn't playing. So nobody wasn't taking that chance out and to give it to him. So me personally... That Drummond and Seth Curry, yes, you see them right now in Brooklyn. I was watching a couple games, and they was they, they was they was doing their thing. They was they was hooping, you oh. know. But 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 we still got to see how they look like when KD comes back, and then whenever the games that uh, Kyrie is eligible to play, and we get to see how he plays. 
Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, I know how vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that nigga, that nigga just be, you know, one, once in a while he gonna play. That that nigga's a part-time player, so I can't even like get upset about that. So he he plays when he can play. I'm not gonna say he played what he wanna play, but he well actually I'm gonna be real with you. He played when he wanna play. Let's be let's keep it all the way to fuck funky. He plays when he wanna play. So and then KD he's hurt. He's not coming back into playoffs. It the the team is now doing good. It's just that. When you look at them, you know, they they still got a lot of gaps that they got to fill. And I feel like adding Ben Simmons and now having Kyrie and KD, I think that they're going to work perfectly fine because Steve Nash just recently said that he's not really caring if Ben Simmons shoot the ball or not. Because you know why? Every coach says that. But, but like, but listen, once you're in the playoffs, go ahead, bro. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I was going to say, before you finish that thought, just remember that thought. I was going to say, like, if you think about it, you got Katie and Kyrie. Like, them niggas going to shoot all the time. But go ahead. What you about to say? No, every coach says, like, no, Ben like Ben doesn't need to shoot. But, like, when he gets in the playoff, your point guard, he has to shoot. He might don't have, like, shoot three-pointers, but he has to be aggressive. He has to be good at the line. Like, you can't fo- you can't you can't have your point guard out there being, like, a hack-a-shack. Like, that, that was embarrassing, that, that Hawks series in the Wizards, his performance level. He, he, he his game he he has to evolve like he just can't like no nah, I'm an all star I have this this person right here Jimmy Butler or Joel Embiid and now he has Kyrie KD they can take the slack of the scoring like, everybody has to be like a, a threat on offense to be if you want to win a championship I feel like so no I agree with you and um you know I don't want to spend the whole time talking about this nigga Ben because obviously he's not on that team. So let's switch it up and let's talk about the Sixers. Let's let's look at how it's gonna look going into the second half of the season. We're getting uh we got James Harden. James Harden supposedly supposed to be playing oh, against the Timberwolves right. on the twenty fifth. So we're 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 gonna have a return with Ben Simmons. I mean with James Harden coming back on the twenty fifth. Now looking at this team overall, how do you feel about this team? I feel great. I feel like we're lacking like another knockdown shooter. Like I'm probably like a backup big, but overall I'm I'm very excited with the team because we got multiple options on offense now. Like we finally have a guard that can dribble and do like step back moves. Like like we finally have a guard that has a bag. Like, that makes sense. Like when's the last time like a, a Sixers guard can actually like ISO get to the rack or hit a step back three? Like I can't name one since AI probably. Yeah, since AI. I mean, unless you want to say Lou Will. And and Blue Drew Blue. and Drew during that uh, MVP season that he had, that was that was probably the only two that I could definitely speak about that. But um, yeah, like I, I I feel like I feel like you know it's a it's a fifty fifty thing when it comes down to that whole mix. But I think that when you look at the team and you look at how we're playing um, with James Harden now. I, yeah. yeah, we beat the Bucks, and you saw how James Harden was like the coach. You coach, saw, man, you I'll saw fuck with that heavy, and this man. is what the main thing I love about it, because it was reports that he made George Niang shoot the fucking ball. Like you know how when we see moments throughout the game where we see niggas like Cork Mize taking it to the <laughs> hole, like he fucking Brian. And then you see George yeah, Niang yeah, taking it to the <laughs> hole, and then you see you see so much of the the nut shit. Like you be like. Like no, nah. and then you saw do too much, man. exactly. And then James Harden said, "Bro, that's not your game. 
Cut that shit out. Do what you do, bro. Do what you do. And what did George Niang did? He shot five for seven from the three against the against the Bucks. And honestly, I think that you know, going off of that Bucks game, I think Giannis was a little bit passive. But it is what it is. It was still a great game, and it was still a good show. But I I love how James Harden wasn't just coming there just so that he can look good. He came there so that he can put he can also develop these guys. He's gonna develop Maxi game. Sure. I feel like Maxi's gonna be more smart once Harden's it's on the right. on the field because like you like like we all said, James Harden got one of the best IQs on our team and if not one of the and best elite. IQs in the league. So sure, he's sure. very knowledgeable when it comes down to improving people games. Now, when we have that, which I feel like the Sixers always was lacking for such a very long time. I mean, when we had Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler was a leader, and he was really smart with the IQ. It's just his skills, in my opinion, didn't match up so much as how we got James Harden right now. But we need uh, James Harden. But but one thing I'm going to definitely say, bro, we need James Harden to be like the Houston Rockets James Harden. That Brooklyn definitely. James Harden, that shit is chalk. Don't bring that shit down here, bro. And we no, love no, the that crazy thing, here. bro. Like last year, he was an MVP, MVP on combo before uh, he fucked up his hamstring. Like he was averaging like twenty five and ten assists. Like he's elite. Yeah. He changed his game to be like um, kind of like CP three, like his leader. CP three and on the leader years now, like facilitating the offense, trying to get everybody else involved. Ah. I like that, but I feel like right now you don't need to do that because when you look at somebody like Joel Embiid, obviously, in my eyes, he is MVP. No argument. Mm-hmm. I think he's MVP. And you see how he plays. Like, you don't really have to do too much if, if Embiid can give you 35. If Embiid can give you 35, it's only so much for you to get everybody else involved. Like, I say if Harton can give you about eight assists, Average about, you know, between six to eight assists a game. And if he gives you 25-plus, we're going to win so many games. You see what I mean? Like, I want you to be a scorer. I don't I don't need no more facilitating. Yes, facilitating will be good. But like like we all said, when me and you used to have our discussion, like if, if Embiid had another great scorer, we didn't say if Embiid had a great playmaker. We said if Embiid had another great scorer, there's no doubt that nobody can't stop us. So that's why I feel like Harton has to come back and play like how we know what Harton can do, having that 35 consecutive point games, you know, competing with guys. Because cause I'm going to tell you this right now. We're going up against Chicago, and you see what the fuck DeMar DeRozan doing right now, bro. He's averaging yeah, 35 for damn near six <laughs> for seven consecutive games, damn near for the whole month. Of fucking February, this man been dropping thirty plus points. You know, I've been winning so much money off of my fan duel off of this man because he's been fucking hooping. You feel me? Exactly. But when you look at Demar, but but prime example, when you look at Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic, Demar Derozan's not really giving you like seven. He's not giving you ten plus assists. Like he doesn't have to do that. He's gonna give you 35, 36. and then you see somebody like Vucevic giving you like twenty and fifteen. You interwind that and put that on a Sixers uniform, you got James Harden and Embiid, where obviously both of these guys can give you 30-plus points per uh, any time of the game. That's what I want. I want us to compete because when you get 
Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons. I'm not really worrying about Ben Simmons, but when you compete against so many of the other players that's in the East, you gotta know how to score with them. And then the Bucks, we're not. I, I recommend. I I really want us to outscore them. I don't want us to just go defensive and play balanced with them. I want us to outscore them because I know we can outscore them. Yes, Giannis is gonna give you your 50 point game. And we just did it, like you said, bro. We just did it recently. You put James Harden on that team, we're blowing them the fuck out. You feel me? Like, I understand you want to get George Niang involved. I understand you want to see so, so much of our younger guys getting their potential to blow up and do what they're supposed to do. But we don't need that right now. We need a championship. We need to start progressing. I want us to get the fuck out of the second round. You feel me? Like, I'm yeah, tired of being a punching bag. Exactly. Bro, we could worry about building them niggas. Sure. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, bro. We're going to have Harton for a couple more years. Harton is is only going to get older. Once he gets into his later years, then I can see him taking more of a step back. The and then role. you can start playing that more playmaking role like you said. That's what we need. Right now, we don't need that shit, bro. We need him to get to a bucket. We need him to score. No, I definitely agree. I feel like it's just like a balance because uh, I feel like Harden game, he just makes like him just being on the court is gonna make it easier for like finally Tobias doesn't have to be doesn't have to be on the second option now, which is a great thing because you all know he's not built for that. <laughs> just his contract, the way um, Elton Brand paid him, is like we had to like yeah, you have you got to be the second guy right now with Ben out. Like you got to go get these buckets in crunch time, but you all know we can't rely on him for that. So I agree, Harden definitely gotta be like our fourth time crunch. First time player, go get a bucket, bro. Like, give him the ball, ISO. Because you know it's hard for, like, big men to close games out in, like, in late-game situations just because how easy it is for um, the double-team. You know, Joel, he's been having trouble with that for, like, the past couple of years. Even though he's getting better, I would just prefer my the game to be in the hands of an elite shot creator, ball handler, wing, wing guy at the crunch time so i don't I know I might, I might have to disagree with you with that bro i don't know i think it'd be can take the last couple minute shots because as you could tell like he live up to expectations and he's been getting more opportunities i think that i i would get like if i have a choice in this clutch moment between Harton and b the only reason why i would give it to him b because i know for a fact that he's going to draw the foul most likely now if we're down by three and we need a three then, of course, Harton's going to shoot it. But if we're down by two or it's a one-point game, I'll give it to Joel. And that's the beauty of having both of these talented guys on one court because now you can pick and choose on who you need at that clutch moment. And that clutch moment, I'll say, shit, get that shit to Joel or shit, get that shit to, to, to Harton. You got multiple options. But I still yeah. want to give it to Embiid just because of how much – at the end of the day, it's still his team. And like how you said earlier, he got a Robin now. And James Harden is that Robin. James Harden understands that this is still Embiid's team. And I still want Embiid to shine. But once you start seeing Embiid do the nut shit, like, he be pissing me the fuck off now with that step back three. I'm like, bro, he like. That shit the first game. I'm bro, like, he bro, need to cut that shit chill. the fuck out, bro. Like, <laughs> like, bro, chill that shit out, Joel. Like, bro, you you know what you've been doing all season. Why the hell all of a sudden we got heart and now this nigga want to put on a <laughs> show? Like, no, cut that, that shit, shit out. Like, damn, man, that's quick. Yeah, no, I think bro. he did it successfully on the on the Bucks game. He did. And beat bag is kind of crazy. Now, he's kind of like a guard in a, in a big body now. Jump shot. 
been there and all that. I feel like regarding, um, like you said, he can get the foul. Like you give him the ball because he can get the foul and all that. I feel like in the playoffs, you know, they don't, they don't call they don't call shit when it's crunch time. I feel like like they they just like people play. So I think that's one of my um, my pet peeves I had with Embiid. Like sometimes in the playoffs, he would try to play for the foul too much. I would throw off the game. But when Embiid gets in that mode, like yeah, I'm I'm the best player on the court. Nobody can stop me. That's when he's elite. So it's I feel like. Doc, it's, 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 it's up on Doc, I feel like. Doc just got to put them in a great situation called a great play. Like, he's going to um, do, like, a pick and pop or pick and roll with Harden and Embiid. That shit going to be hard to start, bro. So, it's either way. I agree with you, though. No, that's factual evidence. And uh, I, I completely understand the whole entire thing. And like I said, when, it, when, when you talk about, like, how we progress – I think we're going to do good. Now, let's be realistic. Like, we're going to we're going to end this last topic to this. Like, all right. So, we're all wishing for a championship, of course. But if you feel do you feel like we're a fully finished team or do you feel like do we still need a couple more pieces? That's a good question. But I've been thinking about that too. Like, I don't know what the starting five will be like. But I feel like uh if I had to say the way the way um Embiid is playing right now, I say we got enough. As long as you have two top ten players, we got solid enough. We got like three, four good role players. As long as you have the two top top ten players in the league, I feel like championships should always be in talks. I feel like we should have enough. We might need like one knockdown shooter or like another defender, like I said earlier. But at the end of the day, Joel and Harden they should be able to overcome those those flaws like. They have a maxi. They have Tobias. Just two guys that can say if you have an off night, they can give you twenty. And you have Pybul. You got Danny Green. You got defenders. You just have young guys, you know, athletic guys. It's up on them to um, to keep their level of play the same and to also elevate those guys. Let them be ready for the playoffs. So as long as Harden and B play up today, they stand is definitely championship should be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going off of what you're saying, like. For this season in particular, I think we are a fully finished team. Only reason why, when I look at the rest of the guys in the lead, like... Yeah, the East is wide open the, for The East like, is extremely wide open. Yes, it's talent. Because, you, you know, you still got to worry about the Bulls. You know, you still got to worry about the Bucks. Like, you can't count them out. But when you look at their their second string, like, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I think that the Sixers got top three, if not top five best second strings in the east because when you put Harton in that second string that's when i can say Harton can put that playmaking ability in where he can coach but when it's him and Embiid in that starting lineup it's just y'all two got to turn up now i think a particular starting five will be like Harton maxi maybe thibel and then tobias and uh Embiid. like i think that would be like a good starting five because, you know, you'll get your defense and then you'll get a little bit of scoring. And then at certain key moments, it depends on what games we're playing against, where I would be like, fuck it, put Danny Green and Thibel down there. You feel me? Like, I'd rather have double the defense. Because Harton's, you know, we all know Harton got his limitations when it come down to it. And I think that we're a complete team currently, but next year we should definitely want to interwine and add more pieces because – 
we know that everybody is going to be looking to gun for us, especially if we're go far this season. So let's just hope that, you know, we can be that fully polished team that gets everybody to be fair of us in the East because we got the talent and I don't want to be disappointed. Let's just get past the second round, y'all. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time. I was going to I was gonna make this comparison. Like, you know, remember when the Eagles got T.O. back in 04? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's that type of vibe with the Sixers right now. Like everybody's like, excited. Like we finally got like a, we finally got another star that we didn't draft. Like before, before Harden, or before like yeah, before this Harden trade, I think the biggest free agency or like trade, somebody that we traded for is probably like Elton Brand or JJ Redick that that said that like, yeah, I want to come to Philly, I want to be here for the rest of my career. So it's, it's about that time, man. It's like you just gotta. Put it, put it all on the court. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, my boy Ish, I appreciate you for joining the show. A lot of good talks, a lot of good everything that was coming involved. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this because I enjoyed it. So if anybody want to join, you are more than welcome to join the show. Join Sean Versus. You can hit me up on Facebook, Sean Serino, or you can hit me up on Instagram, S.C0918. Now, before we end the show, bro, I just want, I always like to end with a motivational quote. And uh, I want you to give me some type of motivational inspiration for those that are listening. Got you, bro. I'll probably say, um, since we just had great Sixers talk, I'll probably flip the, uh, the main model they have. Like, trust the process. I'll say, trust your process. Like, don't compare yourself to other people on social media. I know social media, like, right now, it's like, it can make you. It's like a. It's like a gift and a curse. Like the way you're able to um, to have technology advance at the same time, but you just you can get involved in it too much. You can brainwash you. So mm. just take things day by day. Trust your process. As long as you're getting better, I also like um, this phrase: get one percent better every day. Like every day, learn something new or perfect your craft, and eventually you're gonna see it pay off. Like. Don't don't worry about anything else. Just worry about you and your craft. Put in the time. Put in the work. And just go go grind and go get go follow your dreams. All right, and we have it, man. Thanks a lot, Ish, for joining in for the Sean Talks. Definitely gotta bring my man back on here for another uh, episode. And like I said, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Next week might have another Sean versus, or might just go back to the regular Sean Talks. Until then, guys, be safe. Keep your mental. Stay straight and like my man said, trust the process and be 1% better every single day. Okay, guys, it's your boy Sean Serino. 